Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Today, we are going to spend some time uh, kind of helping you as a director get ready for what might be your program's back to normal operations. Uh, Right now, uh, this podcast is being done after our first month on... Uh, COVID restrictions in the state of Texas and most of the country. And so we want to talk about what does that first staff meeting look like before you go back to regular hours, regular staffing, regular parent interaction. Or opening back Uh, up if you've been closed. Or opening back up if you've been closed. We're going to go with a hypothetical date of saying that you're opening in June. Uh, This could be June 15th. We don't really know. For all we know, it could be July. But we're going to just so that we have a date as we're talking and brainstorming, uh, one of the things that we really want you to think about is you personally coming up with that agenda. So depending on how you deal with change or stress or anxiety or the unknown, uh, some folks find planning as a way to help them through this process. So for those of you who are that planner, that is what this particular episode is all about. So chances are this episode will air sometime early to mid-May. And so we are hoping that this helps you get ready for whatever your next steps look like. So before we open our doors back up and have a special event or anything like that, we're going to want to get our staff on the same page. Now, you may have all of your old staff returning. I think that's unlikely. I think you'll probably have one or two new hires in there. And so we need to talk about what are the ground rules? What are things going to be like now? Because some things probably won't have occurred to them that will have occurred to you. The first one that occurred to Kate and I when we were talking about this was PTO, paid time off or even unpaid days off. If you've been paying your staff. Summer vacation. <laughs> yeah, vacation. Let me just make that really clear. Summer vacation. or But even more sick days. If you've already, if they've already had a month's worth of sick days, some of which you paid them for, or all of which you paid them for, do they still have more sick days available? What happened to whatever vacation policy you had in place? And if you didn't have one in place, now is the time to put one in place. That's the first thing that occurs to me. Absolutely. So make sure that you go back and look through your standard operating procedures and your staff handbook and your parent handbook, uh, because again, this is going to be something you'll probably want to address with your parents as well if you are a program that has some sort of parent vacation policy. Now, whatever you had in place may have to be flexible specifically for this scenario. Or you may have decided to change your staff handbook, your parent handbook, and your standard operating procedures because of everything that has happened with COVID. There's going to have to be some changes made to those documents because of this because we hadn't addressed, nobody had addressed in their handbooks, I don't think a prolonged closure due to a medical emergency. We may have had a prolonged closure because of a weather emergency, but this is not a wildfire that burned you out of your center or a hurricane that shut your center down. So, you know, whatever changes you're having to make in your handbook, you're going to have to tell them about it. Right. So, so let's start with your staff meeting. So when you get together and you have the staff meeting, a couple of things you want to make sure that you start with or that you think about when planning outside of having an agenda, 
Um, I wouldn't necessarily publish this agenda a whole lot in advance. Uh, I would also make sure that you feed them, uh, especially if this is the first time they've all gotten together and have seen each other in, you know, more than 30, 60 or 90 days. You want them to have an opportunity. So before, you know, don't get started with the business right away. Give them that opportunity to reconnect, have some food, have some fellowship, you know, chat a little bit, then get to your agenda. At least 30 minutes, I would say. Yes, because they're going to be stressed enough, right? So you might even think about this staff meeting as almost how you handle back to school. And so if you're a program that sometime in August does a half day staff training where the staff come in and they get some training, they get some food, uh, they clean and organize their room and get ready for the year, you might want to think about that same opportunity here. So uh, find out, uh, think about what you've done or need to do related to your staff's training, right? Uh, So if you have been a program that's closed, uh, you may view this as a great opportunity to do a universal precautions training, right? (laughs) So make sure that everybody understands how to take off gloves, how to wash their hands. Yes, on some levels, this may seem like, well, shouldn't I have done that before? Well, yes. Uh, But this is a great time to go back and really reteach and help them learn how to teach it to their children. I'm amazed Um, by the number of people who I've watched wash their hands during this whole COVID thing who don't know what they're doing. They're not getting their thumbs and they're not getting the back of their hands or between their fingers. They're just rubbing the palms together. And I'm like, yeah, that's not working. Well, let's not even talk about (laughs) taking gloves off. So um, um, that's the one that gets me. So you're going to you're going to plan to have a a staff meeting or staff half day work day or something. You're going to have some food. You're going to allow them some time to get back together. So you want to have a written agenda and you need to about think about the all kinds of things, right? What does our parent communication look like? How are our parents handling things? As a director, you need to know where you stand related to people's tuitions, discounts, their vacation. If you have a policy where uh, people can pay for a week and take a week off in the summer for vacation, however you handle your tuition. Is it monthly? Is it an annual tuition? But these are some things that you need to decide before uh, you have the meeting, even with your staff. And I think part of the staff meeting should also be talking about how there are going to be behaviors that are going to be problematic during the first month back. There are kids who have been with their parents 24-7, and we all know there are millions of different kinds of parenting styles. And there are going to be some kids whose parents have, the minute they started to whinge about something, the parents just gave in. There are going to be parents who absolutely followed an almost identical schedule to yours. And there are going to be parents who let their children spend the entire lockdown on tablets and in front of the TV and playing video games. So any one of those is going to create some sort of problem. Parents who were not involved, you're going to have kids who maybe are Velcroed to your side. But on the other side, those parents who were spending all of their time focused on their children so that they weren't worrying about the broader issues, they're also going to be wanting to be Velcroed to your side. So you've got kids on either end of the parenting spectrum who are going to need a lot of attention from you. 
venue and kids who were acting up at home so that they could get attention are going to try doing that same thing at your program. And is potty training going to have stayed consistent? Pacifier use, <laughs> bottles. You're going to have three-year-olds with bottles. I will guarantee you. <laughs> There's going to yeah, be a three-year-old have... who comes in with a bottle. Well, and if you have a school-age program, uh, I think Carrie touched on a couple of them, but definitely if you've got a school-age program, you have kids who may be coming back to you before they go back to regular school because now parents are working. So that is definitely something to, depending on how soon things get back to normal-ish or whatever <laughs> the new normal might look like. Uh, if that happens to happen before June, there is a strong possibility that you're going to have kids, school-age kids coming to your program because the parents are now going back to work. And so you're going to have to figure out space, curriculum, and let's not forget that lovely behavior because chances are they have not been bored and so they don't know what to do. But it's a great opportunity for a parent questionnaire. So one of the things you could be doing at the same time that you plan your staff meeting is is to write up a parent questionnaire. Feel free to use, you know, a Google form or a survey monkey or something electronic to get this out to parents as well as paper copies that you can mail to parents, email to parents, and that is to encourage the parents to let you know how was their time? Did they personally struggle with anything? Did the kids struggle with anything? Anything that might have happened in their family life that we need to know about? And it could be something as simple, were there missed birthdays? Were there missed trips that the kids are still really disappointed about. Allow the parents to tell you what's happened in very, very open questions, if at all possible. You don't necessarily want to ask them, is your child now no longer potty trained? And did you let them sit in front of a television, even though they're two for the last 60 days? Okay. <laughs> you might ask, you know, were there any new activities that your family now did as a result of this? Do they now take a walk every day at six o'clock? Do they, you know, so you can give them some ideas of what you're looking for, but try to make it as open-ended as possible. Yeah. And if you have gotten those answers back before you have this parent, this staff meeting, then all the better, because then you can convey what you have learned from the parents about, in general, this is what was happening. Well, and that might be a really great reason. I don't know if your parents were all like this, but my parents were. If I gave them a reason why I needed it by a certain date, I was much more likely to get it. And and the quicker I needed it, the more likely I was get it to get it. If I gave them a month, nothing's coming back. <laughs> if I gave them 24 hours, I got almost all of them. It's just the craziest thing. Yep. Definitely give them no more than three days. Three days is the max you should give any uh, time frame for any of these kinds of things. So what are what are other things that you think would be really important for that staff meeting, Kate? I feel like we've covered changes to policy to some extent, and we've talked about behavior differences with the kids and bringing them up to date on what's happened with the children. These three families are now pregnant, so we'll be opening an infant room. <laughs> we know how they spent their time. So we've talked about that. I think we hinted a little bit about PTO and vacations. And again, depending on your program and how your program weathered financially, I personally think this is a really great opportunity to do to be pretty fiscally transparent with your staff, maybe even your staff and parents. They need to know what it costs you every month to be open. They need to know what's happened the last few months. So if you are a program that the 
upkeep of the building, even staff payroll came out of your savings account or your retirement account over the last couple of months. I do think it's worth you sharing it with your staff. I think you need to be real honest with your staff and let them know that as a result of this, there will not be vacation and that you will still honor three sick days or something for the rest of the year, but that is all you can do. And I think that if you're really transparent with whatever went on financially, I think you're going to get a better response. I won't say it's going to be a great response, but a better response. And I think you need to be mentally prepared because everybody has watched way more news than they normally do for them to go, well, why didn't you just get, you know, $10 million in loans? You could have, or $2 million. Why didn't you just get $2 million in loans and then this wouldn't be a problem? Well, even if they re- even if they watch the news and realize that what you got was 10000 and let's just say you were one of the lucky ones who got your application in and all of that stuff. You know, again, this is that transparency. Let them know what, 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 <laughs> what, what the staff payroll is every month. I mean, there are some programs that your staff payroll is $6,000 and that doesn't include your rent and utilities. And so if you've got $6,000 in payroll and you're paying $3,000 in rent and then you've got all of your utilities, boom, one month, your $10,000 is gone. So, And um, and they don't do the math. Nobody does the math. The parents don't do the math. The staff people don't do the math. They're like, oh, well, they they do. Because parents do. Some parents and some staff do the math, but they don't know all of the, they don't know all of the problems. So I often hear parents go, well, she's got to be making a ton of money. I know how much I'm spending. And then they do the math on how many kids are in that room, right? But they don't know what payroll is. They don't know what insurance is. They don't know what the building lease is, what the supplies are, all the other expenses. They just don't have a clue. So at the very minimum, and I know some of you guys are cringing because you don't like sharing numbers because you like to create a, a little bit of a sense of mystery about that. At the very least, you need to tell them what your overhead was for the building without any staff. How much does it cost to keep the vehicle insured, to keep the lights on, to keep the building in your name? The basic things, all of your utilities, all of your trash costs, all of your insurance, all of those things that have to happen even if you're not paying a single person for a single lick of work. That minimum level of transparency is going to be essential if you want to have the trust of your staff. I agree with Kate. I would give them the total number of payroll. And by that, I mean their gross payroll plus all of your tax payroll taxes. Give them oh, the yes. complete number of payroll, not the net, not. No, I want all of it. I want the total gross of what your payroll was the week before everything shut down in your area or the week before enrollment started dropping off because people were freaking out. Give them that month's worth of payroll. Don't give them what the payroll was when you had to go down to only taking 20 children because of the restrictions. What was the payroll at the height? I think you should give them that information. I think it's worthwhile. Yes. Absolutely. And if you need help with this, or you're not really sure if you're one of those directors where you have an owner who doesn't necessarily share this information with you, you know, give us a call or or, or send us an email. Carrie and I are happy to do some consulting uh, with you and the owner or with you if you just need some help with those numbers, because we realize that not everybody's a numbers person and we want to help you. We don't want you to, this is also not something that you necessarily hand as a report to your staff. This is a, you pull out a whiteboard or a flip chart 
and you write the numbers down and have them physically add them up. I would list one month. This was my rent. This is, you know, these are all of the different things I have to pay for this month. And then have somebody add it up and then you write it down. Let them start to figure that out. Payroll is a number you can just give them as payroll. And again, payroll does include if you've paid for a substitute. It does include vacation time if you paid people vacation time. If you had discounted childcare, that is part of your payroll cost. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, make sure that you are complete with that component. So in addition to the money aspect, the child mood, I think another item on the agenda is to kind of ask the staff what they need from you, because there might be some that haven't had anybody ask them that question because they've been on such high alert supporting their family. And so ask them, what do you need from me? What do you need from me right now? Do you longer need shorter shifts? shifts? Do you need uh, longer shifts? Because again, and you might even do a survey to your staff before this meeting, find out who's coming back. Uh, you don't want to have this staff meeting and assume you've got all your teachers coming back and find out at that meeting that they're not. You know, do they need just more time? Have they had to go out of town to support loved ones because of situations? I would suspect that most of the programs that we work with across the country will have had at least one staff person who has been touched by COVID-19 in a way that it's now completely changed their life. And that can be any scenario, but ask your, your staff what you can do for them and try to be as supportive to them as possible. Understand that this is a time where you may or may not get the support you need. Figure out what you need, not only from them, but from your friends, from your loved ones, from your team. How can your team help you right now? So don't necessarily feel like you have to do this all by yourself. If you've got a, a bookkeeper, an accountant, a banker, Again, make sure all those folks know how you're doing through all of this. If you're trying to put those numbers together, go ask yep. them. It's their job. They're part of your team. It, yes, we're, we're willing to help you. But if, if you're sitting there going, well, when I was meeting with my accountant or I met with my banker, it's it's going to carry a little more weight than um, my child care consultant. We love you, but we also want you to be best prepared for this meeting as possible. A really good time to put in some new boundaries because you've probably been working through all of this as much or more than you did before because you had to keep up with changing CDC guidelines, changing licensing guidelines, getting masks together when masks became a thing that everybody was supposed to wear, sending out the emails to all the parents to let them know that masks are a thing. You've been working so many hours. I've talked to so many directors who are not getting paid, but they're continuing to work every day. So set some boundaries here and say, we now know that we can run a classroom if you stayed open, that you can run a classroom the ways you ran classrooms during this emergency. That means I should not have to come into every classroom four times a day to give bathroom break. So I'm not going to do that. I will come into the into the classroom to give you a bathroom break if it is a true emergency, but expect that if that happens more than twice in a week, I'm going to expect you to go to a doctor to find out what's going on, why you're having these emergencies. Set the boundaries of how do they ask for time out and that you're not going to allow them to not do it. Set the boundaries of how much time you need to have in the office every day or every week 
that is not interrupted by I need band-aids, I need gloves, I need, I need, I need, I need, because you are restarting. And when you're restarting, you can say every day between 10 and 11, I'm going to have the door closed. And if nobody is bleeding and 911 has not been called, please do not open the door between 10 and 11, because that's when I'm going to be doing the work I need to do to finish the paperwork for the PPP so that this is not a loan that causes us to have to close our door and it instead gets to be converted into a grant. Give them reasons why every day you need some time without other people telling you what they need. Because you do. You need that mental space. And if during that hour, what you're doing is you're putting on Rick Astley and you're dancing to never gonna get you up. I don't care (laughs) if that's what you need to do during that hour. Whatever you need to do during that hour to nourish your own spirit, to take care of yourself, that needs to be part of what's done during that time. Not just that there's paperwork, because there is paperwork. There is stuff you actually have to do, but you also need an hour without anybody saying the word to you, I need. Absolutely. So I really appreciate Carrie's insight into that. And hopefully over this time period, you have been taking care of yourself. If you haven't, now is the time to get started. Find out what you need to do to make sure that you are mentally and and physically able to continue to do this job and find your passion. So if that means that you have to go work in an infant classroom a couple hours a week because you just need, you're you're an extrovert and you need an awful lot of extra cuddles and, and you've got some infants around that need some extra cuddles, put yourself where you need to be as well. And so know that everything about the way you operated your business will probably have an adjustment. So hopefully we've given you some things to think about. It is by far not an exclusive list because you can definitely go back to all of your beginning of the school year kind of work. You can definitely add in staff training. You can get into cleaning all of the supplies, going back and look at supplies that maybe haven't been used for a while. Okay, so if you were a program that had been open, And of course, now you've got uh, items that had not been used at all and items that were used a lot because some were much easier to keep sanitized. You know, start to ask yourself, well, do I still really need all those kinds of extras in my room? So uh, go back, take a look at that. If you have created some room that had become the dump all storage room during the chaos, go back and look at it or an isolation room. Uh, Go back, take a look. Again, clean everything. You as a, a director or owner during this time might have painted rooms, might have cleaned carpets. Uh, who knows what are all of the things you might have done over the past couple of months? Now is an opportunity for your staff to reown their space, to reown themselves. You need to reown yourself. Uh, get ready. So I hope that you guys have a great meeting with your staff and you kick off your new and improved program in a lot of enthusiasm and joy. And we look forward to seeing you and talking to you next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young, with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.